movies in 4K. Welcome to episode number 20. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. Already 20? Wow. Yes, unbelievable. It's flying by over the summer, isn't it? Yes, it is. Wow. We're having a blast, huh, family? Yes, we are having a lot of fun. And I'm super excited on this episode again. I'm getting so excited. We're getting such amazing guests. And I've been watching this guy for a while. He is an amazing guy. He is a master of physical media collection, a hauler, a trader, a seller, an avid upgrader. He'll grab them Blu-rays and when the 4K comes out, he'll get that too. His video show is in its fourth year. He is the owner of the Down to Movie video show, Mr. Rick Weaver. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here, Bill and Phantom. It's a pleasure to have you here because, I mean, you're a celebrity in our home. <laughs> yes, we watch you all the time. You put out a lot of videos, a lot of reviews, a collecting, hauling, and your backdrop is awesome, Rick. You got, I don't know, thousands of movies back there, buddy. Yeah, it is a, it is a thing of beauty when I sit in my living room and look at my wall plus of movies. <laughs> and we really like your demeanor. You're so oh, calm, yeah. and, and it's, a, it's a real pleasure to watch you. Yes, you're right. so nice. I can't wait to meet you someday. Like, you're just a humble, kind gentleman. You remind me of somebody I used to work with a long time ago. His name was Boss Butcher. He covered vampire movies. But he's just so nice and calm and enjoyable to watch. Yes, very. Props to Boss if he's listening. (laughs) There you go. So, Rick, I have a few questions for our listeners out there. Sure. This is one point we have yet to cover, and it was so awesome you mentioned this on one of your shows. You made a point where you mentioned about calibrating and setting up your 4K TV to get the best picture quality out of that. How important was that, you doing that, Rick? Uh, It it was a big difference. I kind of vented one day, um, I think it was a live stream I was doing, where I'm watching these 4K movies, and I'm like, something just isn't right. You know, there were a few titles that I could definitely notice a picture quality difference and i'm like something has to be wrong um i I had actually watched pan's labyrinth Mm -hmm. and i was like you know i've read that this has phenomenal 4k and i i just felt like there was an issue so i went i googled my exact model of tv um i watched like three different youtube videos i read a couple and everybody was saying the same thing so i set it on that put pan's labyrinth back in And the difference right away was so incredibly noticeable that, you know, it kind of frustrated me that I waited so long. (laughs) Oh, I love that movie. Me more excited now to when something, you know, we've been doing movies out of a hat, my girlfriend and I to watch stuff when something in 4K gets pulled out. It's going to be a whole new experience for me, because like I said, the difference in quality is just so much more noticeable than I thought at first. So yes. optimizing definitely. I actually have had a few people <laughs> reach out to me. I'm like, just Google, you know, whatever model TV you have, the exact model number on the back, and there's probably an optimization setting video 
on YouTube. And that's exactly what I did. And I checked across multiple people and it was awesome. It's definitely, if somebody has not done it, um, you know, it is definitely something to do. Yes, I agree. And I did the same thing when I got my first 4k set, there's a excellent source. It's called R Tings ratings without the a they like review every single movie. And if you go to their website, they will tell you the best selections to put. Now, a lot of people do pay a professional guy that comes to your house and uh, does this for you. It's expensive. It's a couple hundred bucks. Wow. They bring a spectrometer up and set it, you know, that camera in front of the TV and everything. But I'm with Rick. I think you can get 95% there if you just research it, like Rick says, because by default, those factory settings are not optimized, Mm -hmm. especially (laughs) for 4K. So it was a night and day difference to you, Rick. Definitely. And, you know, there's still a few tweaks. And last night when we were watching uh, the movie we're going to talk about, it wasn't quite dark enough when we started it. Mm -hmm. And it had to be, you know, like, they recommend my particular Samsung TV to be in the movie mode, but I've found when it's still light outside, being in the natural mode is mm-hmm. a better option. And as soon as it gets dark enough, switching over to movie mode, you know, but there's, the, you know, tweaks for uh, different points of the day. But now that I know all the other settings, it's just switching a mode based on, you know, time of day, if you will. Yes. Do you have a QLED by any chance? I don't. Okay. I don't. I still technically my I would say my 4K is pretty introductory. You know, I have a I believe it's a 60 inch or 55 inch Samsung, but not one of the QLEDs. Um, oh. It is an LED. It does have HDR. Um, I don't know the particular model off the top of my head, but you know, it's it's more of the introductory TV. You know, I'd love to get the QLED and the more advanced down the line for sure. Awesome. Now. Rick, if you don't know people out there, you got to go to his YouTube channel, Down to Movie. Pop it in. We'll have links on his site. But this gentleman collects DVDs, Blu-rays, and 4Ks. And from a guy who's still watching a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays, Rick, how much of a difference is that 4K disc? Usually, depending on the movie title, that is, of course. But... How much more are you getting out of that 4K? I I think with certain titles, I have found, like I said, the two titles that stick out in my head, my experience with 4K so far, are Alita Battle Angel and Bumblebee. Um, They took the movie to a totally different level. And then obviously, uh, like I had mentioned, Pan's Labyrinth, just visually when I optimized my tv looked like a totally different movie really Um, we're gonna have to get that because we just recently got the blu-ray of that and i got it for the phantom because she loves that movie. oh yes so we gotta upgrade that one no doubt how good that is thank you rick (laughs) (laughs) yeah if it wasn't for you like i'm sure i wouldn't get that in 4k (laughs) (laughs) but um it, it definitely makes you know, I've always been a self-proclaimed Blu-ray snob and all my posts that I make on Instagram, I do hashtag Blu-ray snob. Mm-hmm. I had a shirt available that said hashtag Blu-ray snob. <laughs> but, you know, I've 
slowly. Obviously, there's not nearly as much available in 4K as Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. But as you mentioned earlier, um, I've been trying to upgrade as much as I can. You know, I also I'm a value shopper when it comes to certain things, and, and I have. So are we. We find them, we search them to get the most reasonable price too. You know, only them big budget movies that you want to see right away when they come out do we buy. But we're I, like you. We search. We'll even buy them used, you know. We're, oh yeah. <laughs> they're fine. Discs used are fine. Now, oh yeah. for you, you are a collector. So you want the ones, especially like with the steel books and the covers and stuff, you want them in mint shape being a total collector, right? Yeah, I'm a bit <laughs> a bit particular when it comes to certain releases. Like you had mentioned, um, there are a lot of things that come out now on 4K Steelbook when a movie's first release, and I'll you know splurge and you know Best Buy. You're looking at probably thirty-five to forty dollars mm-hmm. uh, for a title, but in my opinion, it's a I don't want to say it's kind of like an investment. Um, It is an investment though, because some of these titles definitely hold value and you end up making money. As you know, you do this for a living basically. Yeah. I mean, it's technically my, you know, I did the channel as a hobby and then, you know, once everything happened this year with quarantine and Mm. uh, being, you know, out of work going on five months now, um, the flipping of movies, I, I mention it quite a bit on my channel, buying lots of movies or knowing, you know, the kind of stuff to look for to not only pass on to another collector, something they're looking for, but to basically fund my collecting habit and collection <laughs> right. in the meantime is, is awesome and something, you know, I love to do. And there's nothing like going out as, as me and my buddies call it movie hunting and finding that title you've been looking for and, you know, out in the wild, getting that physical media copy. Oh yeah. I am with you. We don't do that as much. We are collectors, but not to the level of you, but we found a $300, my bloody Valentine 1000 release edition that goes for over $300 for a dollar or $2. We were ecstatic. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy. And like I said, the more you surround yourself in the community and read about stuff, um, you know, you just kind of learn what to look for. And, you know, sometimes stuff comes back in print and it (laughs) causes stuff to quickly in value. Um, But it's still it's such a fun hobby. And like I said, I've made numerous friends across the country. I mean, I've even, you know, on my channel, I have people in the UK and Mm -hmm. and sweden and just all over the place that i've you know talked to through the channel which is awesome and some really close friends that i've made you know massachusetts vegas um michigan just all over the place so it's it's a really cool thing and i i love collecting physical media i love watching movies my my girlfriend's a big movie buff as well so you know, it, it's really fun and I really do enjoy it. And I, I enjoy the hobby as well as just the, the collecting and and flipping and all of it. I, I really enjoy it. Yes, we are the same too. Not to the level of collecting as you, but it's what we enjoy. We enjoy movies. We like the physical media. It's better quality for one than you'll ever get on streaming. So you got that going for it. 
And we got something to tell you that you're probably going to cringe. And I don't think we've said this anywhere else, Phantom. We haven't during the first 20 episodes, I don't think. But you're probably going to cringe here, Rick. But uh, when we first started getting 4K movies, we seen no value in the slip covers. (laughs) And we threw out hundreds of them. Uh Oh, all is right, because we just recently learned, probably during this quarantine ourselves, yes. how valuable those slip covers are. I mean, these slip covers are going for 10, 12 bucks on eBay, and we had trashed them. There, there's movies I've come across. Um, funny story, I recently had a copy of Arrival that uh, I had listed on my eBay page, and the guy messaged me and goes, I'll buy the slip cover for that much. I was wow. like... I'll send the movie and he goes, Nope, just please send me the slip cover and I will pay you the price you have listed. Oh, that's awesome. Like, yeah, I know. We once we got into this, we were like, Oh my god, <laughs> I don't believe the amount of money we trashed. <laughs> wild. And you know, with the new release, I like to make sure if there's a slip cover with it that has it. There was a point where I would not buy a 4K if it did not have a slip cover, but I've loosened up a little on that where Maybe, you know, sometime I'll come across the slipcover or, you know. Right. It it doesn't change the fact that it's on my shelf. And, you know, like you mentioned, physical media is always going to be there. It's not like streaming where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking at uh, the good, the bad, the ugly on my shelf. If I want to watch that, it's going to be there. I don't need to worry about Netflix taking it away or going to one of 48 streaming services that seem to exist nowadays. Exactly. And we're kind of particular on our steel books, though. When I get one that has a little scratch, I am bummed out and I'll return it. Like steel books have such problems getting little dents and stuff in it. So I want a pristine one because all these steel books are definitely limited run and they definitely hold their value way more than just any standard movie for sure. No, the killer with steel books is like cuts on the spine. So when they open the box, they cut along the box and you can see right in the center of the spine, there's usually a cut sometimes on steel books and that. Oh, wow. I haven't come across that yet. Now I'm going to have to start looking at that, Rick. Usually dead center too. It's uh, especially when a steel book, like um, when the US steel book came out, it's all black. Yes. The littlest scratch or mark shows up so much more than if you have a bunch of, you know, crazy colors or a wild design like the John Wick three steel book that I have, which is just all sorts of, you know, blues and reds and whatnot. But yes, and it does devalue it some. You know what I mean? As a collector, it devalues them if it's got damage on it. So you're losing money. You're paying for something. You want it pristine. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree with that. (laughs) All right, Rick. So you ready to get to this movie? Yes, sir. Okay, let me describe to listeners out there, Rick actually was so nice. You know, our guests always get to pick a movie, but he sent over a list of actually six movies, and what the Phantom and I chose out of what he sent over was Arrival. So let's get into this now. Lady Phantom 2016 this came out it is listed in four genres drama mystery sci-fi and thriller 
Are we all okay with those four genres? Yeah. How about you, Rick? Sound like it hits the mark? Yeah, and I liked that uh, drama was mentioned before sci-fi because I feel like when it came out, advertising was leading more of like an alien, you know, sci-fi film. And I think there's a lot more drama in this movie than people might expect. Yes. Yes, I definitely agree. All right, let's move it on. The director, Lady Phantom? Denis Villeneuve. Who is the guy... Who directed Blade Runner 2049. Which just came out. So we have back-to-back episodes of this guy and the stars of this film. Amy Adams, Jeremy Renner, Forrest Whitaker, basically. Yeah, those three are the key opponents in this. Mm -hmm. All right, this film has a synopsis of what on IMDb? A linguist works with the military to communicate with alien life forms after 12 mysterious spacecrafts appear around the world. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. For a short synopsis that they put up there, I mean, that really hits the mark. So props to IMDb again. That's the second out of 20 episodes. So yeah, not doing good so far, but that one nails it. All right. This one's kind of weird because it starts with Amy Adams having a kid. Mm-hmm. And you learn right up front that her daughter dies from cancer, I would presume. Uh, well, yeah. You assume it's cancer, but you don't really know. But what I do appreciate about to this movie, because as you know by that description, it's about aliens coming to Earth, is it gets to that quick. I mean, within 10 minutes. Yes. A lot of these type films dwell on a story beforehand. And on this film... These 12 weird-looking half-moon-like ships, real tall and big, cover 12 different cities across the world. And she is, would you say, known in the world of a linguist? Well, I don't know if she's known in the world of linguists, but she is definitely an authority, and she has worked with the FBI before. So she is someone of importance. I mean, she is a professor. Yes, and that's when we meet Forrest Whitaker. He just comes in to the college there, and he is a colonel in the army and asks her some questions. But um, we're not walking this through minute by minute here. She takes the job, so to speak, and goes to the city where the ship is landed in the United States, that is, and... They want to decipher what these aliens are saying. Yeah, like at first he he just shows her some recording, but she's like, wait a minute, I don't know the language. If I'm going to translate this, I have to be there where they are and get to know them. And then I can like learn their language and tell you what they're saying. Like just like this, I can't. So yeah. And I'll tell you what, I think this is going to be a pretty brief, review because this is what the whole movie's about we don't want to get into crazy Spoiler territory here yeah. but each time she goes and meets these aliens they learn a little more now we can describe some things on that but before we get to that i'd just like to get our overall impressions of this movie and start with you rick what did you think of this movie on a whole so uh, as i had mentioned you know, when we were talking about which movie to do, um, I had seen this in theaters in 2016 uh, and had not revisited since, but it was in my top, I believe top three of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, because 
I went into the movie with an expectation of, oh, this is going to be like a, a cool sci-fi, like big budget, you know, movie. And, you know, with it's tough, like you said, to talk about certain aspects of the film. But as a parent, um, the movie definitely talks about things that I related to, um, which was totally out of left field going into it. And I think it does such a good job, but it also Amy Adams puts on a phenomenal performance. I um, agree. She takes that movie. Jeremy Renner's character is kind of almost a side player to, to an extent, you know, he's yeah. there to further certain aspects in the film. Um, but you know, all the discoveries except for one that's, made she's she's the brains behind the operation and you know her character just she's dealing with some personal issues that you know you see in the beginning of the movie and there's definitely stuff inside her mind that kind of has her distracted but the 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 movie just visually it it is stunning but it's also at the same time not an over-the-top action Thing, but the movie looks beautiful. The sound design of the film oh, is yeah, absolutely outstanding. Um, oh, I think oh. it's probably, in my opinion, it's probably the second most important character of the film behind Amy Adams. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, uh, and I'll say, you know, I always get the music for the movie before I watch it. And this soundtrack is one I'm going to buy. Like, this is the freakiest, weirdest sound I've heard in a movie. And it fits. Yes. It completely fits. It's really weird and far out there. But you are so right. I think most people thinking about this movie, Aliens Coming Down and everything, you're going to think of an action movie, Independence Day, something like that. And this is not what it is at all. This is a pure up drama. So, Phantom, what's your thoughts? I am completely mesmerized by this movie. It's something else. Like the getting into the into the head of this woman who I mean Amy Adams to begin with she is one of my favorite actors of my generation because I mean she's my age basically and oh my gosh she's so good she is so good like you are with her in all her prob not problems because you don't know like there is something empty about her in the like her character has some emptiness that she even has like she's dealing with that and but it, i don't know she's so nuanced and i really liked also jeremy renner's character like he's so bubbly he's such the opposite of her but they complement each other a lot oh, i really like that okay i'm gonna save my overview till we get to the rating on this so I want to get into some more detail on this. Mm -hmm. Describe what these aliens look like, Phantom, because you get to see them in this movie. It's, it's no spoiler. It's like, oh my gosh, the, it's so cool that it's something that you've never seen before, basically. Like at the beginning, you think they just look like, so they are called heptapods, and uh, you think they look kind of like a squid, Mm -hmm. But then later on, you get to see the whole of them and they are majestic. It's like the top of them is like a head with shoulders and chest, but no arms. And then the, the lower half of them are 
tentacles that they use to speak, actually. And, and they walk are, around, too, I would and presume. Wa- I'm not sure well, if they, they don't float. Walk do around. they float? They, yeah, they, they, they do. They go, kind of swim in that mist that they appear in. It was in. kind it's of beautiful. hard to decipher because it was always smoky in this room where they are. Yes. Um, yes. And I guess we should describe that. They, these people have to go into their ship. And there's a piece of glass that separates the aliens from the humans. Or a piece of something. You don't really know what it is because, I mean, it is alien. And all right. of it, it's, it's just some uh, transparent barrier uh-huh. between them and, oh, God, it's so interesting. Yeah, they're completely unique. They're not the typical Martian, what you're thinking of. Oh, yeah. Like Mars Attacks or something like yeah. that. Or even Close Encounters. They don't look have the typical alien look. Yes, and the way they communicate, it's completely unique and beautiful to watch. Yes. Why don't you describe that, Rick? Because I thought that was one of the coolest things in this movie is actually like how they portray their language. Yeah, I mean, it's almost, uh, I believe the term is like a Rorschach test where they, they form these different circles that have, well, they're typically circles and they have different um different blotches in different parts and you know they're using the um scientists are trying to use the different blotches to to figure out the words and trying to like uh amy adams writes the word human and she tries to you know figure out their alphabet by the the picture the the ink blotches basically yeah that's Uh, what i felt it felt like ink like they were spraying ink out of their tentacles yep to form um, and then, you know, there's a part later on in the film where there's a whole bunch of ink blotches and they have to kind of like decipher what it all means. And there's an urgency to that scene without getting into too yes. much about it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I would say each blotch, each circle, so to speak, encompasses a, many words. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's an idea, mm-hmm. not even yeah. a sentence. It's a, it's a complete idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, and that goes to something else that we really can't talk yes. about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. But um, there's tiptoeing yeah. talking about this movie in aspects for sure. Right. Yeah, because there is a couple overarching themes here, and there's some revelations you learn with this. I will say with this movie, she keeps having flashbacks of her daughter in this many times. Mm-hmm. I'd say a dozen times, maybe, right? And it's funny because as I was watching this, you know it means something, but I'm like, why do they keep showing this? Like, you get the feeling it's when she was dreaming, you know, while she was sleeping, but then you're like, no, because there's certain times she's awake, and then, like, I don't want to say she's delusional, but starts staring out of space, and you had just seen this, so she's, like, mesmerized. Yeah. She gets an idea in her head in that moment, and she can see it clear as day. I mean, right? But it felt like a dream, right, during the movie. No, not really. It didn't. didn't Not to to you, Rick. It almost felt like she would be triggered by a word or um, somebody saying something or just seeing something, Mm -hmm. and and it felt like a a vision to me, like a vivid Mm -hmm. vision. She was it's almost like everything around her would disappear and she would immerse herself in this vision. That is right. How That's I, a good point. But then again, there was times when she was sleeping that yeah, you there were was, in her There was dreams, one dream. One oh, that I, that I could, once? that I could tell. I thought it was twice. Maybe, maybe, but there is one that is definitely a dream. Okay. 
Yeah, and then the beginning of the movie, like you said, it's all about you know her and her child, and you know you see the child gets sick, um, and then if I'm not mistaken, she kind of the movie starts after that, but I think she like wakes up. So is that a dream? Was that a vision? You're not sure right away. And like you said, throughout the movie, there's these different visions of her daughter. Yes. And and this is a key part of the movie, I would say. Yes. And I do want to talk to you, both of you for five minutes off because I'm confused with a couple things on this movie. This doesn't wrap up in a tight little bow to me. So I'm, unaware of and maybe it's how the director and writer set it up that you're supposed to ponder certain things like what is actually going on and i think you could uh think of a couple different things Mm -hmm. that are happening but that's good for that though anything else you want to describe before we get to the rating cinematography of this movie it's Beautiful. There is one shot that, I mean, we watched this movie twice. Well, I watched it twice. Bill watched it one and a half. (laughs) There is one scene where, one of the first one, where where we see the whole ship, but from a wide angle, and then you see clouds, like, falling off a hill or something. Oh, that looks so beautiful. Yes, there's a lot of wide angle. Go on, Rick. No, you're talking about the first time you see the ship, right? Yes. And it's... Through the clouds, uh-huh. and you see the the ship is protruding through the clouds, and then you can see the grass. Not that necessarily shot. through the clouds, because it's like the ship is to a side, but well, the, but you the clouds are on the right side, and and they are like as if yep. they were I don't know sea ocean like going down, but it, but it's actually the mountains. It's just a beautiful shot. Yeah, and what we should say is these ships are hovering. I would say about thirty feet off the ground. Yes. And they leave absolutely no imprint whatsoever. Right. Exactly. So what really stood out to you also, Rick, before we get to the ratings? So my, my favorite aspect of the movie, I'll just leave it at this because once again, we can't really. The last 15 minutes of the film, I, re- I remember seeing this for the first time. And like I said, I'm a parent. And I just sat there and said, if it's I were crushing. In- yeah, if I were in that person's shoes, what decision would I make? Yes. And, yeah, that, you know, that is a very deep dilemma. It's something to really ponder. Like, it leaves you thinking way after the movie yes, finishes. Yes, I will say it does make sense why one character does leave, too. Yeah. yeah. It does to me. So, yes, this has a couple grandiose themes i want to say in this yeah movie. you know what that that decision that one of the characters makes reminds me a little of another movie that i hope we get to review another day which is passengers it's like a very deep yeah. moral dilemma moral dilemma uh-huh yes and we but, will review that because yeah, we but have this it, one so. goes even deeper than that i think it's yes. way bigger than the other one yes and i'll just say this not to give too much away but this mm-hmm. don't have anything to do with the aliens people out there so <laughs> it's cool and i will say you know there is some other side angles going on here there's presidents of other countries they want to attack these ships you know they've been there they can't make communication they don't know what these things want do they want to demolish earth so all this yeah. encompasses the whole movie and at the same time we get this theme that i wish we could see even more in movies because we need it desperately which is like not about the aliens or about anything but about all the world 
humanity. learning to work yes. together. Yes. Which is something that, funnily enough, is in Saw 5. And everybody is like, uh, like, oh, those movies are just torture porn. But <laughs> no, I mean, if we learn to work together instead of against each other, this world would be so much different. Yes. Go on, Rick. You were saying something? No, I, I was saying I was, as Phantom was talking, I that was my thought I wanted to also, you know, throw in is, you know, especially based on current events that we're, we're dealing with in our world right now, watching that movie and seeing, you know, everybody's kind of working together. And then there's, there's slowly some, you know, breaking down of communication and such, but the world learns that, you know, working together is the best way to solve the issue. And it's just a theme, like you said, that definitely should be in more movies instead of us first them mentality that's yeah portrayed right and it was so accurately portrayed to the presidents yes. of some of these countries what they would do i mean it felt so real <laughs> yeah things that i mean the really the humankind needs to understand that if we work together we lift each other but in this current mentality of each one is on their own or something People just keep falling and falling and, and nobody lifts anybody. And, and if we helped each other, it would be so much of a better place. Yes. Well spoken, Phantom. Start with you. Rating and recommendation. My rating for this movie is a nine. I absolutely love it. And I think it's a must own. All right. Rick? I'm, I'm going to piggy bank. I am a nine out of ten on this one. All and right. I would say it's a must own as well, for sure. All right. I'm a little bit of a downer here. <laughs> Oh, and it's also a movie that should be watched, I think, multiple times to really get I agree with that, too, Phantom, because there is things you do pick up on the second watch that you're unsure of on the first watch. Yes. So it definitely is a movie that's rewatchable, not only just the vast sets and stuff, what's going on, but to pick up little clues. But I'm going with a six. Okay. The, the one facet with me and maybe it was expectations maybe i was thinking more of an action sci-fi movie taking place in space this is a movie that takes place on earth and it was interesting it wasn't boring to me at all but there was some things with the camera work that bothered me and i want to get your guys opinions is the how this guy framed many scenes and i'm going to pick out a scene if you can remember it's when she first meets the colonel. Mm -hmm. The camera work a lot of times is facing into the light in this. So you will see one side of the screen. As we know, you never point a camera in the light. It blows out the image. Mm -hmm. And it hides things. And that scene there, like she has like a nice house overlooking water. And the sun was shining in. And the camera was facing in, and she was all the way on the left. He was all the way on the right side of the screen. But you barely seen either of their faces because it was so blown out because the camera work was focusing in on the light. And there were several scenes like that. Did you guys pick that up? Did it bother you at all? Did you wonder what was happening? No, You didn't really. pick that up? You, Rick? I, <laughs> I, I think it kind of is going to go into when we talk about the the video quality of this movie. Okay. I think this movie is very dark and gray as a whole. Um, on purpose. I th it was definitely yeah. on purpose. 
if you go into this movie expecting like a very colorful, crisp, it that is not the case. It is very, I, I would say, black, gray, and white is a majority of what you see. It and was bleak. Yeah, it is bleak. Wearing, when uh. they're wearing their own suits, it, it's like a big difference because everything else in the movie just seems just white, gray, and black for the most part. And I know exactly what you're talking about, about the, the scenes when he goes to, I guess it's the college, right? Where mm-hmm. he approaches the first time. Yep. You're shooting the sun shining in his face and it's, it just, it doesn't look good in aspects of it. Yes. But and, I think, and I think this happened several times. I can't pick out the exact scenes. I don't want to say a couple of them because they could be spoilery, but like it was, uh, I want to say amateurish honestly now i know he's going for that feel but i think he had wrong camera angles not on purpose is what i'm saying and i'm not talking about the grading of the disc Mm -hmm. i'm talking about the actual camera work Mm that whoever was the director of photography maybe the director wanted it i just don't know why because i don't think it was appealing when they did that Mm -hmm. you never shoot in direct light like that when you got characters you're trying to read their facial you know, little clues on their face and things like that. Because half of Forrest Whitaker's face there was in the dark. You could only see one side. And that's not talking about the grading of the disc. It's talking about the camera work. No, Yeah, I I remember that. It's in her office, I think. Yeah. And I I did notice that that stood up to me that like half his face was very well lit and the other one was completely dark. And it does happen several times. That was just one I thought Mm -hmm. you guys would pick up that it's shot wrongly, in my opinion. So I don't think this is like any reference filmography. No. In that aspect. But you're right, Phantom. Some of the landscapes look good. Yes. But I am confused with this movie, and I thought some things didn't make sense. The sound was outstanding. The acting was outstanding. It's why I'm giving it a six, but I am at a loss, and I want your opinions after the show. But six and rental for me. Okay. All right, let's move on. All right, how was that 4K video quality, Lady Phantom? Well... As I mentioned, we watched this twice, one in 4K and one in Blu-ray. Uh-huh, yeah. See how we did that, Rick? We got both. We want to really compare on this show. And we've yet to do this, actually, except the Elephant Man. So Yeah, and there really is not a stark difference between the 4K and the Blu-ray. Just a certain amount of things like you mentioned rick the the orange suits yeah they popped they did pop in the 4k at some other points also they show like some pickup trucks and their lights were really popping like the the little reds and everything and the blu-ray was not like that at all but other than that there was really not a big difference. Uh, I'm definitely agreeing with you, fan. Um, this one and I'm Fawton, whoever produced this disc, and probably the director had a hand in it. He wanted it, that filmic look, the way he shot it, this very dreary look, and they didn't even utilize HDR, in my opinion. Like, if they did, it's so minute, there is no popping. Now, it is clear, it is detailed, but it's so matted down, the colors. There's just yeah. no contrast in this disc. And the there, Blu-ray, I might think it looks a little better, fam. No. 
I disagree with that. I'm close. I haven't made up my mind. No, I don't think it looks better. But there were certain things, certain scenes uh, that are really colorful, that that are really warm. Not many. They are just a few. The dream sequences, No, they are not dream sequences. They are like visions. Okay, the visions were in full color, though, pretty much. Yes, and they were really warm. Mm -hmm. They, They were beautiful looking. But again, they were not outstanding in 4K. They looked beautiful. They, they look beautiful because they should, but that's it. Okay, Rick, what did you think? Compare this to Pan's Labyrinth, buddy. <laughs> yeah, sadly, I don't think there's there's comparison. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, as I mentioned, talking about the the optimizing, having to change the settings to dynamic and natural and movie. Uh-huh. I kept having to pause the movie because I'm like this. The colors, it just seems flat. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem typical of what I've seen in other discs. I was changing. I was like, maybe natural is where it needs to be. And <laughs> even when it got darker, I was like, maybe it needs to be a natural versus movie. The movie, and I think a big problem is, and like you said, the movie is drab. There, but even when there is color, yeah, the, the suits popped. And, and like uh, Phantom said, the lights on the car, but... The only other shot that really sticks out in my head that looks good, but I just think it's because it's a fantastic shot, mm-hmm. is that shot of the spaceship for the first time. You see the the blue sky a little bit and the, the white right. of the clouds and the green of the grass, but even the grass doesn't pop. It almost no. feels flat. It just... Yeah, it and... I'm sorry. <laughs> it just didn't... It didn't wow me. The 4K yeah. did not wow me, and I... I'd, I'd have to pop in the Blu-ray and look at a few particular scenes and kind of back to back and see. But I just I thought it was something wrong. I was like, it, did I mess with the settings? It just <laughs> right. That's the thing when you get these ones that don't pop. And I'll say like this disc isn't by far no so clear and detailed either because of the coloring of the movie. They yep. wanted this dark muddy tone throughout. I don't know. Maybe he wanted to feel apocalyptic. Is the only thing I can think of. No, I I don't think it's that. You don't think it could have had an apocalyptic feel, though? I mean, you don't know what these aliens' motivations are. No, really, but yeah, I know, but no. It never felt apocalyptic to me. And I did see a few scenes with a lot of detail. Like, there's one where I think the one of the few, I think there are two or three, when we see these aliens, like, put their their tentacles against the the barrier. and yeah. And in the 4K, it did look very nice and very detailed, whereas in the Blu-ray, it's just more general. Yeah, well, I say. think we're definitely, all three of us are in agreement. This is not a disc to show your friend on reference material. I mean, it looks good as of all 4Ks, but there's not even a stark difference with the Blu-ray. They're so close. Yeah, there's also another sequence later on in the movie where she is kind of floating because we all float too here <laughs> and in the blu-ray it looked very good in the 4k it looked a tiny bit fake see, see there you go all right let's get to the good part of this disc and it is the audio but i gotta quantify this this is not atmos it's 7.1 dts and the 7.1 dts is also on the blu-ray so it's not an upgrade but the sound quality was how, fan. Oh, it's something else. It's out of this world. Rick? 
I, I totally agree. I think the sound is fantastic. And I think a lot of that is, you know, obviously the sound is great, but the score and the, yeah. the sound at oh, yeah. just so I think, you know, it really shined through obviously the video <laughs> the video not necessary, but the audio is is excellent on the disc for sure. Yes, and I'm in total agreement with that score all the way around. It's just got this freaky tone to me, man. It makes it feel more malevolent than the movie actually was. Yeah. Because it was really ew, weird like music, like science fiction-y weird strumming of weird cellos and things. It was weird. like Yeah, and the sounds that these aliens make are really like unique. Oh, when they... When we, well, they really don't walk, but when they're banging into things, you feel oh, yeah. it. <laughs> yes. And they boom. put out a low tone, too. Let's put it that mm -hmm. way. A low, rumbling tone. So all three of us, top notch here, right? Rick, yes. Out of the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh. All right. What special features are on the Blu-ray disc, Phantom? No 4K features. No. They are Xenolinguistics, Understanding Arrival. Acoustic Signature, the sound design. Eternal Recurrence, the score. Nonlinear Thinking, the editorial process. Principles of Time, Memory, and Language. All right, it's that time, Lady Phantom. A through F and worthy or not. I think this is just right in the middle. It's just a C. And I, I'm really sorry to say that I really don't think it is worthy of the upgrade, but in because in Blu-ray, it looks very good. It looks pretty much almost the same. All right, Rick, come on. You're the DVD, Blu-ray, 4K watcher. You watch them all, buddy. What are you going to rate it? Yeah, I, I, I think for me, you know, if I, if I had to break it down, I think the audio is an A, and I think the video is, you know, a C to a C minus. I, I would give it a B. Yeah, I don't know how particular yet. I would say a B minus would be uh, my rating, and I, I don't think it's a necessary uh, 4K buy. I think Blu-ray for this movie is is more than enough. Yeah, I am dead with both of you. It's definitely not worthy to me. I mean, we've seen so many better ones. This is and like from the bottom. Yeah, well, I haven't got to that yet. I'm oh. going to give this... <laughs> You're going to be shocked. Oh, my. Because it is clear. There's some detail in scenes. But <gasps> I personally think I got to do it again. Watch the Blu-ray again. But I thought the Blu-ray was a little bit brighter. And you could see a little bit more than the 4K. The 4K was really dark. We know it has those rich, vibrancy to 4K discs. But this movie don't have it except the scenes already mentioned. So I'm going below average with a D plus on this disc. Wow. And since you're not getting an Atmos track, it's the same on the Blu-ray. Blu-ray is definitely the way to go on this. So there you have it. Now, Rick, I would just want to spend a few more minutes with you, buddy, and let all our listeners know where they can find you, follow you, all the social media, and everywhere you are on the web, buddy. Okay, well, obviously the the main attraction, if you would, would be my YouTube channel, which is www.youtube.com backslash down to movie, which is spelled out D-O-W-N-T-O-M-O-V-I-E. Um, recently, I've been uploading videos three times a week. I do 
usually a weekly review video and then two pickup videos. Uh, I've been doing live streams as well. Yes, we've seen that one not too long ago, Rick. It was a couple days ago. Yep. Um, so that is the the main place, but uh, Instagram as well, uh, down to movie on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter. I, I kind of have it all, um, which I, I don't know if you guys do Letterboxd. But yes, I'm a yes. Big, you do. Yes. A big winner of Letterboxd. I'm a huge fan of Letterboxd. Um, I'm on there as well. And, uh, and that's everywhere. All right, and I highly recommend Down to Movie to watch. And I'll tell you something. Your show is not only informative with movie reviews and stuff like that and collecting and learning where to sell and trade and all that, Rick, but you're funny, too. I love how you end the shows when you put all your movies up on your hand. (laughs) And I really enjoy when you're, like, ready to fall when you cut it like that. Like, that is awesome, dude. Like, you should do that every episode, man. (laughs) I will say a little, you know, teaser, if you will. I recorded 10 videos last week. Wow. And, uh, the Ooh. one day I recorded five and I, I, I get a little crazy in there. I, I am kind of over it at one point and just get really um, silly. And I try to throw something at the end because, you know, traditionally I do the, the finger point and say who's down the movie. But I like to add some bonus stuff in there sometimes just to make sure people are watching and you know, paying attention to the end. So yeah, you got a really fun show. Phantom and I both highly recommend getting over there for reviews of all sorts of movies. And like I said, you talk about everything, man. You've popped out some movies I've never heard of before. (laughs) And I've heard of a lot of movies and it's so enjoyable. And I like when you come back on and review them too. And you'll say if you haven't seen them and why you're collecting them and I really appreciate that you're an upgrader because we are too. We've all bought these discs. I've bought them on Laserdisc, VHS, <laughs> all these formats. And you do too to have the best quality. So that is always cool to do, man. No, absolutely. And I appreciate you guys, you know, watching the channel and supporting. And I love doing it. And I, I love, like I said, I love physical media. I love watching movies. Sometimes not the best of movies, but then, you know. Oh, uh, we all treated. watch them. <laughs> so. Uh, no it's you know i really i really do it for fun and and it's i enjoy it so much so i appreciate that you guys like the channel it really means a lot awesome and last question do you want to get out your ebay name because you do sell things and upgrade and i haven't looked at that of yours because i don't think you said your name on the video but do you want to get that out because you sell a lot of movies correct yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, be- between upgrading stuff, which I list on there, uh, I buy, you know, accumulations and collections. And I obviously have quite a few movies, <laughs> yes. staring, uh, at, you know, me in the face right now. But uh, it's Ralph Eminem. So it's R-A-L-F-E-M-I-N-E-M. And, uh, you know, I think I can have a link for you as well to put in and uh I always tell people if, you know, you see stuff on there, we can go through eBay or you can reach out to me. You know, my email address is down to movie at gmail.com. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook and, you know, we can, we can do deals. So I'm that, always, I post, that is on awesome, man. I post on Instagram a lot recently where I'll do stories when I get new stuff and <laughs> 10 minutes later I have 15 messages. So, <laughs> right. Uh, that's good. Flipping them, man. 
that's that's the way to do it. And do you know the value of most of the movies you sell, Rick? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I use, I like to, what I personally like to do is if, you know, when I'm selling Blu-rays and 4Ks, 99.9% of the time, I say they're like new. They probably don't have a digital code in them because buying them used, usually the digital is gone. Right. Um, but, you know, I usually try to look on eBay and whatever the lowest price is, I try to be the lowest price. Awesome. That's what we do. When we sell these upgrades, we do the same thing. We look at who's got the lowest price and we'll match it or beat it by a buck or something like that. Yep. And then, and then um, when I sell off of it, I kind of have a calculation of what I did, you know, what I get after um, shipping and fees and kind of take that off when I'm dealing off of eBay. But that's, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> awesome. Rick, you're welcome back anytime you want. I highly recommend his show. So thank you for joining us on Movies in 4K, buddy. I appreciate it. Bill and Fano was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I definitely will take you up on your offer. You'll see me in the future or hear me. Good. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. All right, get us out of here, Lady Phantom, where you want our fans to find us. Our fans can find us at BillShetty.com. They can sign the guest book. As mm-hmm. usual, we will respond. They can go to Apple Podcasts and leave very nice five-star reviews. (laughs) Yes, and I want to say we've been doing bonus episodes. We're getting a lot of fan requests out, and we got more coming. We're having a blast doing them because these are in addition to our weekly show. Yeah, and also written reviews of movies we have already discussed in somewhere, some other podcasts. And we link to that so you can listen to an old show. Yeah. Yeah. So... For Bill Shetty and Lady Phantom, we'll see you very soon.